0: Hello spreaders and welcome to the spread. I'm your host Kaz. Just really quickly a recap. I hope you guys are subscribed to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're using. If you're an Apple user, if you have an iPhone, I ask that you kindly go onto Apple Podcasts and please give us like a dope rating. Give us five stars because you know we're cool like that. And write us a review. We're trying to get as many reviews as possible. That way our ratings stay at the top and we can keep sending you good vibes and great content. I'd like for you guys to meet Terure Gatere. A life coach and systemic worker and the founder of FLIGHT, which is the acronym for Freely Live Your Truth, which inspires people on their journey into spirituality, authentic living, and self-love. She is passionate about being true to self and living life in your own terms. She's also the founder of Freegan Soul, which is a vegan catering business. And this episode gets kind of deep, guys. It's probably the most spiritual we've gotten on the spread. And it was beautiful being in the studio with such a rich, intelligent soul. It's easy for us all to get caught up in the physicalities of sex and forget about the spirit. Spiritual health, whatever that might mean for you, is so key to having a healthy sex life. So in this episode, we're going to take you to church. (laughs) Yeah, calm down. Let's just call it therapy. Okay. In this episode of the spread, both Tedure and I share a little bit about our spiritual journeys, homophobic pasts and all, and how these have influenced the paths our sex put us on. We learn about Yoni worship. Yes, it's a thing. It's a wonderful sacred tantric ritual during which the yoni is worshipped and it expresses adoration for the feminine principle yoni worship expresses a complete love and appreciation for the feminine essence in all her forms but we also talk about vegan cookbooks for vaginas if that's going to be a thing which would be super cool and even do some manifesting of our own have you guys ever heard of manifestation through masturbation we also recommend that you take some time to check out and check in with yourself it's healthy and we promise it's just going to lead you to better amazing spiritual sexual self adoration if you guys have any questions please be sure to send us an email on host at spreadpodcast.com. and you can follow us on all of our social media facebook instagram twitter on at the spread enjoy the episode
1: yeah i want to show you places that i won't let nobody And in the studio
0: today we have my sister from another mister, no <laughs> <Mr. laughs> Tarure. Do people struggle pronouncing your name? All the time. So what do you then tell them to call you? Tarure, they just like practice get it right just get it right, <laughs> get it right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but i have to like introduce myself a couple of times before people really remember the name
0: yeah mm. okay so Tarure yes in the house and yeah. <laughs> for those of you who know um and some of you who might not, Teruja is actually Nini Washera's sister. Yeah. And I wouldn't have ordinarily said that, but uh-huh. she was uh, my co-host for a long time yes. on the spread. That's why I'm bringing it up. And so um, for those of you who've been craving Nini, here's the closest.
2: Yeah, the closest you'll get, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> but like <version> Nini. <laughs> Just like, uh, you're actually kind of like the new... The new shiny version because you came after I her. true. So you're like the upgrade. Yeah, actually, I'm the upgrade. Maybe yeah. 2.0. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and maybe you can just tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are yeah. and why you're so wonderful. Oh gosh.
2: <laughs> so I'm I'm a life coach. Um and I have a coaching company called Flights. And basically, flight. I just, yes, flight. Oh yeah. So that stands for freely live your truth. F-L-Y-T.
0: Yes. Got it. Okay. Flight. Got it. <laughs> I like
1: it.
2: Thank you. Um And I mean, you can tell by the name already, it's just about, I like helping people discover their truth. And by that, I mean, whatever feels really good for them in terms of career or relationships, any part of their lives really. And I help them through getting to their goals. I guess that's like the shortest version.
0: Okay. Um, and what called you to this? Because this is something that you recently started getting into.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. What um, was the calling?
0: Did you have call. like, did like, angel Gabriel come to your bed one night and I was like, ah.
2: good? That would really freak me out. No. Thank um you. You. <laughs>
0: Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs>
2: exactly um well i realized that i was doing it my whole life like i was the friend that people would come to all the time um to share stuff or to be like um help me through this help me figure this out so there's always been a part of me that always just wants to help people and it was wonderful to find a, an outlet that i could do that with that was like tied into like my career you know that's yeah, that's basically the calling. It's always been there inside of me. My mom used to say when I was a kid, I used to preach to people, um, preach, yeah, preach, like Bible verses and you know, just like, God loves you. From from wow. as young as I was, I mean, as as young as um, when I was conscious of of God and of um, yeah, just like spirit. I would always want to to help people and tell them that God loves them, you know, stuff like that.
0: So what is your relationship with God?
2: Um, it's evolved a lot. I grew up Christian, um, and my mom is those, like, Pentecostal people for waking up at, like, 5 in the morning and, you know, spending an hour loud prayer, waking up the whole house type of things. Um, she introduced us to God very, very young. And I grew up in the church, but I left the church a few years ago. Uh, it just wasn't... I realized that I had, had always had a, a deep relationship with God. But the God that I was being presented in the church did not align with the God that I knew from like my inner knowing. You know, just that... Gut. Yes, exactly. Mm. So, yeah, I just left because I, I wanted to discover what this, like, inner gut feeling about God was. And I searched for God everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I went to Catholic Church. I tried SDA for a bit. I
0: What was that like?
2: <laughs> well, it was interesting. SDA. Is yeah. Sunday.
0: There's another one
2: there's uh which one jehovah's Witnesses. that's the one now that one i even spent more time with them like i was almost getting baptized as a Jehovah. wow witness. yeah jehovah witness and yeah
0: stuff. okay jehovah witness yes i was trying you know i always get confused between the two
2: they're very similar I, yeah mm-hmm.
0: i recently went to a jehovah witness church mm-hmm. and for a wedding and I was, I was telling my cousins, I was like, I could become Jehovah Jehovah's Witness because their hymns sound like musicals. Yeah, it sounds like music out of a musical. I'm just like, <laughs> if for nothing else, <laughs> for the music. That's so but true. Go on. What is like, actually, the, what is that? What, what is the the difference between like Jehovah Witness mm-hmm. SDA yeah. and like our the Christianity that we were raised with?
2: Um, so Jehovah's Witnesses and SDA, um, tend to be very similar, but with Jehovah's Witnesses, they really believe, like they take the word of the Bible as it is. You know how there are certain things that, um, like, I don't know, PCA or like Protestants or Catholics, stuff in the Bible that we wouldn't really listen to or like Mm -hmm. take seriously, like tattoos or like. you know women should cover their heads or stuff like that so jehovah's witnesses whatever is in the bible they take it as truth and that's why they don't do blood transfusions why they don't believe that everybody will go to heaven because there are verses in the bible that say 144,000 will go to heaven and then the rest will be like on a new earth like a paradise like they take it word for word wow yeah and then after
0: that like
2: buddhism Yes, elements of, of Buddhism. Yeah. But, um, so now when I, when I went through like Christianity, I like exhausted all the types of Christianity that there were, I started to like open my mind. And I remember how that started was I was watching Oprah and she had like a bunch of spiritual teachers on and they're talking about the law of attraction. Mm. And it's interesting that that's usually the, the entry point for a lot of people into like spirituality because it's like I can get whatever I want if I just believe it you know Mm. and that's pretty much
0: the secret
2: yes exactly and then from that now I started to just like look into spiritual teachings I started reading about Buddhism I started reading about Hinduism also Um, and that's kind of where because opening up my mind to all these other aspects of or interpretations of god allowed me to see that i don't need to stick to like one which is what i was feeling was so restrictive in in christianity that's why i was feeling so um stifled Mm -hmm. because it's like you either believe that this is how God is, or if you don't, then you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But when I started looking at all these different interpretations, it was like, no, actually, I may not need to have like a definite, oh, my religion is this, or I believe in this particular thing. I can just go with whatever I'm feeling inside myself. So that started a lot of introspection, a lot of spiritual experiences on my own, which is now where I'm at with my spirituality.
0: Okay. Mm. And before people start getting confused... (laughs) (laughs) Because this is a podcast about sexuality yeah. <laughs> um, The interesting question is With your evolution of spirituality From Christianity to where you are now yeah, Did it affect your sexuality in any way?
2: <laughs> I don't even know how to I'm trying to find <laughs> the word to <laughs> Because yes, it doesn't seem like it's enough Absolutely, like 100% Please share um, so, I mean, Christianity, you know what they talk about like, when Just it comes don't. to sex. Yeah, exactly. Just don't do it. Don't do it <laughs> until that ring is on that finger. And... Yeah,
0: and even then, it's only for having children. Yes. Don't you dare enjoy it.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Missionary. Lights off. <laughs> yes. No
0: clothes on. And Bible open. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> but, okay, so this was the interesting thing. I was a very sexual person from, um, I think I started masturbating when I was like 12. And it would be in contradiction with Christianity because I even remember going for youth camps and they were like, hey, masturbation is wrong. Yet, by the way, I don't think there's any verse in the Bible that really talks about masturbation.
0: And there's Facebook groups that are dedicated to, have you seen those like really crazy Facebook groups where they have, like, they create memes of people going to hell if they fornicate?
1: I know.
2: It's so it, crazy. Yeah. The only verse was like something about some guy who spilled his seed, which is, I guess, his sperm, and God got upset. So that's the verse that they use. Um, They're like, you're not supposed to spill it unnecessarily. Uh, first of all, I'm a woman. There's no seed.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> <like> juice. <laughs> There's juice. There's <laughs>
2: juice. <laughs> yeah. So um, I used to feel so much guilt and shame because I enjoyed my, like, exploration with myself but then I'd go to church and it's like don't don't so it was very there was a lot of cognitive dissonance within me just trying to explore my sexuality but remain true to God and so when I it's the time I left the church when I was like 18 and I had my first love and he was the one who took my virginity and it was like the most beautiful
0: experience you had a beautiful breaking virginity experience? Yes. yes. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you the details because yeah. I'm doing another episode on girls telling me stories about breaking their virginity. Mm-hmm. So I want to save that <laughs> for that episode. Okay. Let's we'll keep it for the time, Yes, please. Okay, so go on.
2: So when I experienced it and it was wonderful, then I was like, hold up. This church was like bullshitting me about this because... How could something so beautiful be wrong in God's eyes? And that's... Remember when I was telling you about that innate, like, feeling about God? Yeah. I felt like... Like, God... This is going to sound weird, but, like, appreciated the... Like, loved me... Like, wanted me to be happy. And so if something is that delicious... Me, I'm like, it has to be from God. Because there's no way it would be this (laughs) tamu if it's wrong. So then, even when I went back to the church, because I went back to the church for a few years after after um, I broke up with my boyfriend, and it would still stay with me. Like I'd just be like, "So when they talk about sexual sin, I'm like, this doesn't add up. I don't understand what you're saying. Mm. This this is like godly. What I experienced was godly, and um, but I repressed my sexuality because I was like, I'm still just going to try to be a good Christian girl. Mm. But when I started to leave the church and leave Christianity, I was, like, free to express this thing now. I was free to express my sexuality. So I went through a few years of the promiscuity? Whoring. Whoring. <laughs> you
0: can say a girl, here. We I, accept you.
2: <laughs> I, I hold.
0: <laughs> I think, I feel like... I feel like everybody needs to get that shit off yeah. their chest, and I mean by everybody, I don't mean everybody, but people who <laughs> feel that. Yeah, you know, when the hoe is within you, <laughs> just let like go out. yes, let it out. <laughs> yes, exactly yeah. Okay, uh huh. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, so when because this freedom, this spiritual freedom that I was feeling, then I, it it bled into my my um my sexuality, and I was able to experience sex freely without guilt for the first time and that just yeah I was like having the time of my life having sex with anybody that I felt attracted to or that I wanted to experience this with and then it was really good for a time but then I started to feel like there's something that I started becoming aware of which is that during sex I would feel like there's this an energetic exchange. And this is going to sound so like weird, but an energetic exchange that happens between me and the person that I'm having sex with. Also because when I'm having sex I'm very open and I feel like my soul is like open. And so I'd be connecting with people and I started to feel like with some people it's almost like our energies were not sinking properly yeah. or like there would be weird, like, entanglements afterwards, so... Yeah.
0: You know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are relating to that, but have never known how to... To word
2: it. To word it, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't until, like, I stepped back. Actually, it was... I entered a monogamous relationship. I was in one for about five years. And during that time, it's like, because now I was only with one person, it really gave me the space to look back and be like, actually the stuff that I was feeling was because of this. And that's when I started to become aware that, oh, yeah, it's because it's an energetic exchange. And so I need to be a bit more discerning about the people that I'm experiencing sex with. And that is, I guess, now where I'm at, you know. With your sexuality. With my sexuality,
0: yeah. It's, it's really beautiful that you say that. I know, um. <sighs> It's oh, interesting. I personally struggle with my spirituality.
1: Mm.
0: I've been struggling more so in the last, I want to say, three years, and um, you know, just I've also toyed with atheism because I, it's it's un. I, I know, sometimes it's really hard to word. Mm. Mostly because of how I see people represent what they call God, or or their God, or their religion, or their spirituality. And I watch it, and I'm just like, if that's God, then I don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And more and more when I interact with people, I'm just like, if that's God, then I don't want to be a part of it. And then um, also just the unlearning of Christianity, and understanding why so many of the things that we believe are things that um, is colonialism. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So it's decolonizing spirituality (laughs) and trying to accept what God is or whatever you substitute the word God with is for you personally as an individual and trying to understand the spirituality of that. And just so many things for me just never... There's too many loose ends mm. that I don't believe. And I'm just like, maybe all of this is just, maybe our soul's bonding is just like, literally like chemistry mm. or physics, like it's magnetic, you know? And how, when you get to the equator, sometimes the water goes up the hill. Yeah. And it's literally just that force, like mm. a magnetic force. It's physics. Yeah. And it's come down to that. But then also in so many instances, like sexuality and um, that energy exchange when you're with somebody, I can understand that feeling that you're saying, where you feel spent. Yeah. For example, when you've been with somebody and it's just like, ah, uh, I don't want that. Actually, that's the that's re- ah, got to be the reason for. That's brought me to, like, this space where I am in my sexuality and in my life with relationships is a place I've never been Mm -hmm. in my whole entire life. I've always been very highly sexual and very promiscuous for most of my life. (laughs) And then at the beginning of this year, I just felt that feeling but Mm -hmm. more than ever. I've always felt it, but I've always ignored it. I'm just like... But wait! But I'm a sexual being. I'm supposed to be having sex and supposed to be having fun. And then it also comes with like, but people expect me to, mm. you know. And this year, I'm just like, actually, I don't, I don't want that energy mm. at all. I'd rather just not have any sexual relations with people who I don't know. I'm so scared of sleeping with people for the first time.
1: Really?
0: I'm so scared of really? sleeping with people for the first time. I'd much rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm not gonna sleep with you. Let me just go back to my old faithful. Like
1: if I need <laughs> a fix.
2: So w- why? Yeah. Why did that? What exactly
0: are you scared of? The unknown. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how you, how I'm gonna feel when I'm done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that horrible energy, that horrible feeling that you feel after, yeah, like it can sometimes take you down the wormhole. Yeah, and you end up feeling like shit. And I'd much rather just not. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather miss it (laughs) than not know what it is I'm going to deal with. Yeah, Yeah, that
2: totally makes sense. But then, like, I always feel like there is a middle ground. So do you feel like if you give these people time, like if you give it time to get to know them, be around their energy a lot more, get to understand the kind of people that they are, then you'd be able to engage in sex or is that too much investment
0: I feel that with that thing that came where I where I don't want to sleep with people for the first time
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's I've also gotten to a space where I don't want to date uh-huh. so I don't want to meet people and I kind of don't want to get to know people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's a very strange place because the reason I'm saying that is cuz I'm a highly codependent person and I've just recently learned how, or I'm trying to learn how not to be codependent, (laughs) but with that, it's come with many things and it's just kind of just like shut doors. Mm. I don't want to date. I don't want to meet anyone. I don't want to sleep with anyone. I just, I don't want, I don't want anyone (laughs) like just go away, which is how I feel, but it's just so strange and I don't know how to deal with it. Maybe it's something that's going to pass. Yeah. That's actually what
2: I was going to say because now that you've mentioned like your whole awareness. Now we're in
0: therapy. Right. Now we're
2: in therapy. You know, this is what (laughs) I do for a living, honey. (laughs) So um I was going to say like with this awareness of codependency and you know there's a lot of unlearning that you have to do when you realize that because you had set a lot of patterns in your life. And that's how it is with any like awareness of long-term patterns. You have to, there there has to be a season of a retreat and just like understanding yourself better, trying to feel your way into a new way of being. So I feel like you're in the perfect place right now. Uh-huh. And when you're ready for something, you'll probably just open up to it and it will be natural.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. I suppose. Yeah. And, um, let me ask you, mm-hmm. with your spiritual journey and, and together with your sexual journey, yeah. what has that done to affect your relationships or the relationships that you've had along the way?
2: Hmm. Um, well, okay, because I was in a long term relationship during that time, um, which just ended like
0: last year. Sorry, girl. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Right? Yeah, the broken heart. Oh, it's fucking sucks fucking balls. Yeah,
2: but yeah. Anyway, we are we are, we are the better for it, I guess. <laughs> That's
0: so. what they keep saying. I just can't see the fucking light. at The end of the tunnel. But anyway, go on.
2: Um. So right now, I'm also kind of in the space that you're in, by the way, which is so funny that you said that because I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really going to invest um, because I'm also not really interested in like dating like for the sake of dating but then I'm also not ready for like a long-term relationship so I'm like in this no man's land where it's like I'll just stay by myself (laughs) I'll just be alone and it'll be fine and I feel like because I have had a few sexual experiences since I ended my relationship and I also went back to like Old faithfuls, you know, like those ones because you know what you're gonna get.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like with you, I know. So yeah. so those are the ones that I've, I've I've like had. But I feel like when I am ready for a sexual relationship or, or just a relationship, it will be I'll be very discerning about the people that I allow into my space because. I want to make sure that energetically we we fit so that there's no yuckiness afterwards. I also want to make sure that there are people who have some level of self-awareness. Which is weird because I feel like in some ways I've reverted back to Christianity with how I think about it. Like there are certain aspects that I see these days in how I think about sex. Just stuff like, you know, in the Bible there's a verse that says, do not be unequally yoked.
0: No, I don't know, but thanks oh. for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Were you
2: ever Christian kids? Uh,
0: I was. Mm. I uh when I was in prep school, I was one of those super safe D people. Ooh. That I was a super safe D person who used to call together the Bible study groups. Wow. I was that chick. And then when I was in high school, I was kind of I was Extremely homophobic in high school.
1: What? Yeah.
0: I was was that chick. I used to call out people who I thought were like lesbians. I was just like, you fucking lesbians. God is going to punish you. You're going to go to hell. Projection? Um, uh, Is that? Yeah, kind of. But also, this is why when people are like deeply homophobic. I'm like, I get you. I used to be you. (laughs) Until I had my same sex relationship. And I was like, oh. That's why. (laughs) That's (coughs) right. Yeah. But, yeah, go on. Yeah,
2: so um, being unequally yoked was like, they did use it to be like, don't hook up with people who are not saved or not Christian. And to me, that's okay. That's ridiculous. Um, in my current state,
0: like in my current life. But yeah. you can take out of that. You can take, yes. there's definitely elements of the Bible that exactly. you can take out of. Totally. So you don't want somebody who's not in the same space. Yeah.
2: Who doesn't have at least some awareness, self awareness, spiritual awareness, like consciousness. I feel like if I was to hook up with someone who wasn't open to those things and I'm just setting myself up for like an energetic incom- incompatibility. Mm. That would be so draining and not beneficial for any of us. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, I feel the same way because I'm not currently, I wouldn't call myself a spiritual person, Mm. but I feel the same way with sex. I feel like I don't want, this is actually why I don't, like I'm not interested in hooking up with anyone, Mm -hmm. but I want to hook up with somebody who's at the same space with me on a sexual plane. Mm. So it's the same, like you're saying, with spirituality and openness. I want somebody who is um, who's not embarrassed, who's not insecure about their bodies and about, like, you know, uh, somebody recently asked me what my most embarrassing sexual experience was, and I was just like, I, I don't have embarrassing sexual experiences because I'm completely aware of the fact that I'm completely human and make mistakes and they don't, they don't shake me. It's just like if something happens, then it's like, see, that's how we are. (laughs) You know, like if you're sleeping with somebody and then if you're having sex with somebody and then you get your period, it's just like, oh, oh, well, those things can be very embarrassing for some people. But I don't find sexual experiences embarrassing. And then to find somebody who is like that is really hard because they have to have gone through, Rigorous training, <laughs> like that's, that's what drama. we're gonna call it. Yes, <laughs> they have to have accepted their whole, their whore, and like worked it. You know yeah, what I mean? And it, yeah. it, it take. I feel like it takes a lot of sex <laughs> to get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's it. it uh, maybe, maybe there are some people out there who come ready prepared, yeah. but that's de- that's definitely my. Thing with like hooking up with people, I'm just like, you have to be willing to listen to the things that I say that I want Mm -hmm. without thinking that it's a threat. It's not a Mm. threat to you or your if it's a man to your manhood. Or especially with men, I find that that might be threatening to their masculinity, and it's not. I'm just gonna ask you Mm -hmm. how much knowledge you have about like, or like different kinds of spirituality. I know you had mentioned in a conversation that we had about kundalini and um, like Eastern spiritual practices. Yeah. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of... What is it? What knowledge do you have of it? Yeah. Um, Is it a form of spiritual practice that, that people can use to... Be be more of themselves. I know there's a lot of people who are asking about being open and accepting their spirituality and their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, so it's it's interesting because, like, I said, this, like, picking and choosing thing that I've done. And when I went through um, just looking into Eastern religion and seeing, first of all, I loved how... Um, there's this whole thing about yoni worship that was so interesting to me. What's
0: that? Great <laughs> <Pray tell. laughs> Yes.
2: So it's, there's a certain sect of like Hindu religion that really honors the yoni. And, you know, for people who don't know what that is, that's the pussy. Mm. And they believe that it's the gateway of life. So there are actually certain rituals that they would do, Like, they would have a woman, like, lying on, like, a table or, like, an altar. Like an an altar. altar. Exactly. Oh, my God. (laughs) And they would drip, like, oil and stuff on on her pussy, and they'd put, like, a cup underneath it to collect it. Like, it was, like, her pussy's blessing. Like, the oils or, like, whatever it is. is Where is this
0: place? (laughs) I want to go to there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And just be the woman who's worshipped. Yeah. yes and and that's been one of the the biggest things in in like honoring my my sexuality i feel like actually when i did when i started to get awareness about how powerful our pussies really are was when i started to see the sacredness in sexuality and that's when i started to become more discerning about it um there's something very powerful if you think about our sexual energy this is the energy that creates life and i don't know why it took me so long to connect the dots but if you think about that literally that is powerful energy yeah that's energy that shouldn't that should be respected and honored and should be directed with consciousness because as as I as I learned it it feeds more than just your sexual experiences. It's it's what gives you vitality. And when I when I when I learned that I started to think about like, you know these like 40-year-old women who and for some reason they're usually single. But I've ever seen a 40-year-old woman who just owns her sexuality and how hot she looks. Yes. There's just something about that. And I was like, it's this power. Suzanne Gashukia.
0: <laughs> she's, she, she's usually the one who sits on the pedestal for yeah. me. Yes,
2: but you see, these are because I feel like it's the merging of like youthfulness, but still the 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 wisdom of of like experience. I don't know. It's just like this sweet spot where they 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 have they're glowing and they still look youthful, but at the same time, it's just like I'm in the presence of a woman, like a really grown woman. And I started to look at those women and be like, this is what happens when you embrace the power of your sexuality. It just doesn't feed your sexual experiences. It feeds how you carry your self-esteem, your confidence, your creativity, how you present yourself into the world, how your body looks. So that's been, and I feel like if if people go into, it doesn't have to be along the same paths, um, that I took, you know, but even if you if you if you start to access this energy, and there are so many exercises, like you said, Kundalini is one of them, by yeah. the way, because it's it's literally about pulling in that energy, that life force from within, and like taking it through all your chakras, which are just like the energy centers of your body that feed things again, like your sexuality, your uh, confidence, your ability to love and open up. To, to the world, your ability to communicate, um, your intuition, all these things are fed by that, like, um, natural life force that we all carry, which mm. feeds our sexuality. So it's about just harnessing that and like directing it into all the aspects of your life.
0: Yeah. I just found out that the word, um, libido hmm. translates to life force. Oh yeah. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's exact that's exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah. Um, how do you feel or what do you think about manifestation during mm. sexual experiences?
2: This is a practice that I do <laughs> oh, all the time.
1: Please tell me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um actually it's something that I do when I'm doing my manifestation, I like to masturbate at the same time. Okay, so I've heard about this. Yeah please go into
1: detail
2: <laughs> like how much detail do you want I want
1: all the like I
0: want to know just how, like
2: all of it so have you you've done visualization of course because yes. you've manifested yes these, yeah so in that space just how do you usually visualize
0: I I literally mm-hmm. know the thing that I want and how it looks and okay. I see it you see it yes Um, I've had vision boards before, Mm -hmm. so strangely, everything that that's on my vision board more often than not comes true. Wow. And, um, so I would either find an image that Mm -hmm. looks like it and create a, an actual vision board or I write things down. I Mm -hmm. always write things down and then like break, break down how to get to that thing that I want. So working towards that vision, but also just like, if I can see it, yeah then it's, then it's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. So in that space
2: of, of seeing it, are you usually like with your eyes closed? What, or is it just like generally just like in your mind?
0: It's generally in my mind, but I, I like to take time out in the evening before I sleep Mm. to visualize things and write them down. Okay. And then I make them come in my dreams. So like, Mm. it's the last thought that I have in my head before I sleep.
2: That's also really amazing. Yeah. That's powerful. Um, so when when I visualize with masturbation, what happens is because usually I, I, I like to I meditate a lot, I meditate every day, um, most days in the morning in the evening, but sometimes just in the morning. Anyway, so what I will do is I'll close my eyes and I'll, and I'll visualize whatever it is that I want to see um, like happen. At the same time that I'm doing that, I just start stroking myself.
0: And then you just keep visualizing. Yeah, I keep
2: visualizing as and, I'm stroking myself. <laughs> and then, like, that's
0: it. Yeah,
2: and that's <laughs> it. Like, literally, it's so simple. And then, like, I come and, and usually, by the way, there's something so joyful about the experience of merging what you, like, your visualization with masturbation and the orgasm just feels like so much fun because it's like... It's like you're thinking of the thing, your biggest dream, and having like your highest pleasure at the same time. It's such a joyful experience.
0: I am just like too busy thinking about like something, I'm, like <laughs> fucking. I'm thinking <laughs> about fucking. I'm not thinking about like my house in Lemuru.
1: So, but then you could uh, you could also
2: why not have the fucking ah, happen in your house in
0: Girl, I see you. I see you. I see you. Okay. Do you follow Parish Blair on no, Instagram? No. Oh gosh, please follow her. Um, so I've been connected to like a couple of people in the in the states through jet setting jasmine, and uh, one of them like she has this sisterhood. They call themselves the Sisters of Sexuality, and one of the Sisters of Sexuality is Parish Blair. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of have chatted with um, a few of her Sisters of Sexuality online. And she's the one who's always talking about like, um, manifestation through masturbation. And I've never really understood it. And mm. Jasmine and I talked about it and we're like, yeah, she was like, yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> but like, I'm going to meet her. Like oh, um, yeah? my next trip to oh the States, I, I finally get to meet her. So I'm going to, so cool. I'm going to do an episode with her as oh. well. Oh, she doesn't know this yet. Yeah, parish. We're going to do an episode <laughs> with you, which is so exciting because yeah. I get to know more about this.
2: That's going to be awesome. Will she give me right. like a live demonstration?
0: I mean, I could ask her, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? You know, she'll she, say no. no. and then Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but so look cool. her up. She's mm, very cool. I
2: definitely will.
0: So you're vegan as well. hmm I am. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way that you can say that you're... Because I know you've gone through a journey of being vegan, then not, then being vegan again. Yeah. Is there a way that you can say that your um, diet has affected your sexuality? Something mm. that, that you noticed?
2: Um, well, the first thing is... Um, okay, but this is the spread, so I can be like as honest as and I candid, can be. Right? Yeah. But honestly, uh, my pussy is so much tastier. Uh, <laughs> vegan diet. Amen. It really is, yeah. And I, I noticed that... Um, because I had that, the season of like falling off the wagon and coming back, and it's not. I mean, it's it's sweet either way, but
0: <laughs> it's definitely sweeter on that yes. plant based diet. Yeah, so. honey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, <I've>, I. <I've, clears throat> oh my gosh, maybe this is something we should do together. Mm-hmm. I have been dying to create a cookbook mm. to make your pussy taste better. I, a cookbook um, that is dedicated to, to your making pussy. your pussy. Oh. Yeah. I'm so down. I am down. In fact, I had the title of the book. Uh, Do eat better to taste better Mm, or whatever. I like that. Yes.
2: Better to taste better. If that's not the title, then that has to be the tagline. Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. This is gonna be so much fun. I like you see creating creating new things is like my fire. (laughs) I'm always looking for fire. What is your manifestation for your future? Love? Hmm. Career?
2: Sex. Nice. I love talking about this stuff. Um, Love. Love. I would... I just would love to meet a person who has the same um, values that I do. And in terms of... <laughs> you know, I wrote my list down about, like, the partner that I want to have. And it was so interesting because first of all that person is so far from the person that i was with um my previous relationship which is so funny and sad anyway
0: (laughs) funny and sad
2: (laughs)
1: satire
2: satire um but then someone who's like as conscious as i am into the stuff that i am um meditation veganism um and also because i feel like I'm going through some kind of awakening when it comes to even stuff like monogamous relationships. I'm feeling like the old um, paradigm of relationships is not appealing to me. And by old, I even mean my own. But generally, I feel like I'm moving into maybe not necessarily a polyamorous union, but like something monogamish, polyamorous-ish, somewhere like in okay. between. And so that's that's my thing, a relationship full of fun, full of discovery, full of... Lots of amazing sex, that's also like very high on my list. And by that, I like people who are discoverers in bed. And I feel like we a lot of people tend to be scared. And I get it because there's a lot of vulnerability that comes with sex. But when you're open to discovering your body without certain limits, you know, around sex... I feel like there's so much life that's breathed into that. And so I'd really want to be able to explore sexuality in, in my next partnership. Okay. And, um, yeah, so that's love. Then with Korea, I have so many things that I want to do, Cause My gosh. I'd love to see Fly to grow into an online movement. Um, that
0: can't be hard because we're already there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd love to see if we can sell my vegan um, uh, business I'd love to do vegan festivals I'd love to I'm doing a lot of vegan products selling milks and stuff like that so I'd love to expand that but the festival is the thing that I really 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 want
0: like an African vegan festival yeah <laughs> the guy selling my Indi in the corner and you know, nice. and Jogus. yeah, and then like all the other wonderful stuff. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, and then it was l- love, career, and sex. Sex. Oh yeah, I talked about sex. Yeah. Yeah. So I just really want to ex- I don't know. I don't know if 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 you feel me, like in terms of just how closed and, and um scared people can be with with sexuality, with exploration in the bedroom, and by that, like I mean stuff like even things like anal play with Kenyan men is yeah.
0: so hard. I think just that's me gonna in make general, me
2: gay. Yeah, I'm like, no,
0: you know, liking another person of the same sex is what's gonna make you gay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> it's not your butt being touched. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: But I just, I really want to break down those boundaries, and I, I feel like the person has to be someone who is comfortable and. And um, yeah, just like open. I think that's yeah.
0: Okay. Are you exclusive to dating men?
2: I think so. But then again, I've always I've always been attracted to women. Mm-hmm. I've just never really had a relationship with a woman. But may I, I told the universe, if I find an amazing woman, like yeah, I'm down. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. so you haven't restricted yourself, no. that's cool. I like that. So, yeah. you're, you see, you're 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 a pansexual, non monogamous, yeah. Ish, I'm like, ish, ish, you're getting it, you're
2: getting, yeah. <laughs> getting it, way
0: It's the way of the world. You just like used it, it, at it at the top <laughs> and then just like. Everything. You're open to absolutely everything, everything and everyone who comes your way. Yeah. You know?
2: I don't um, feel like it's the future. I feel like that's where sexuality is heading or, like, relationships are heading yeah. to. Yeah.
0: I I definitely believe that non-monogamous relationships open you up to a lot more conversation, mm. a lot more truth. Yes. Than, than what I feel monogamous relationships box you into. Yeah. And I feel there's a lot of lies and betrayal that happens in exactly. monogamous relationships. Yeah. But if you and your partner or your partners choose to be in a non-monogamous relationship, then you talk through everything and you talk through those feelings that you feel like, I'm totally crushing on this person. Yeah. Do you think it's something that I could experiment with? Also keeping in mind that you don't want to hurt your partner's feelings. So yeah. I feel like it's it's just...
2: There's so much growth that happens and there's so much communication. And I feel like even just listening to non-monogamous people talk about their relationships, beyond even just the honesty, it's like you really have to become, first of all, a secure person within yourself. You have to really face a lot of your bullshit. And you have to also be really compassionate to allow... This person to have the experiences. Like, there's so much personal growth that happens in non monogamous relationships that I feel like we just close off when it comes to monogamy. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
2: That appeals to me a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's manifest. <laughs> there are many listeners out there. If you think you're the person, <laughs> just, you know, hit me up in my DM. <laughs> But Yay. thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, no, thank you. That was really, <laughs> really, really dope. Like, yeah. I really, really enjoyed this. You're and you're always to. welcome if mm-hmm. you want to come on to the spread. And just like if there's some shit you're trying to get out of you that you need, that you want a couple people to hear about. Yeah. Yeah, bring it.
2: I'll definitely be back.
0: And so, guys, just to be clear, uh, Terure is a life coach and she's a vegan cook. And I'm going to put all of her details in the description box below. So if this is something that you're looking at, if you want to talk to her about your search, your spirituality, your life, um, then just reach out to her. Her contacts are in the description box below. And that's it for today, folks. Bye. Bye. thank you guys so much for listening and for tuning into the spread remember please don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you're using don't forget to give us five stars on apple podcasts and write us a dope review let us know if there's anything interesting that you guys want to listen to please send us an email on host at spreadpodcast.com and follow us on all of our social media things that's at thespreadpod on everything instagram twitter and facebook and you can just light into our dms if there's something that you want to hear we are so down for whatever till next time guys see ya bye
1: With you, cause with you I have no fear. Because my soul is ready and my heart is vacant. I want you to be with me every step I'm taking. Cause I know I found something special. That's why I just wanna lay down my body and just expose myself to you. Oh, baby. I'll lay down your body and just expose yourself to me too Because I want your love, will you give me love? Make my dream a reality Because I know I'm not gonna run around looking for something that's right in front of me